let's talk about names. Good evening, everyone, and we hope you're able to hear us loud and clearly all over the world. You're very welcome to Box 39, which is, of course, the treasure chest of magazine, music, and the funny side of life rooted in our community here on good old 106.6 FM Cone Radio. I am Bill Lawrence, and I'm joined by Ian Tallentire on my right and by Mike Harwood on my left. Now, once again, I'm afraid I have to bring you the bad news that we don't have our Skang Exit with us in the studios. They are apparently locked in a bit of a legal battle over whether or not they have the right to continue to use the name Ausgang Exit. Now that we've had Brexit and the UK has left the EU, it has become a bit of a legal grey area as to whether Ausgang Exit is permitted to use the German word Ausgang, which means exit when playing music outside of the European economic trade area, without, of course, paying a tariff. So, Colm Radio lawyers have stepped in. Yes, and uh, I hear one possible solution is for Ausgang Exit to change their name to Alfanfar. Exit because our fanfare is the worst word for exit. <laughs> and Wales, of course, is beyond the reach of EU tariffs. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Mike. It's it the way off. you say it. The way you say it. I know that's not easy to say, but, that, you know, the band aren't happy either, Mike. To them, their name is even more important than whether or not their music is any good. And furthermore, Mike, if you translate Ausgang directly from German to Welsh, you don't get Alan Farr. Instead, you get Albuun. Oh, it's Alan Farr. No, it's Elbowen, which just goes to show how certain things in life, in this world, simply, they just don't join up neatly, which is the kind of cynicism that Ausgang Exits Music seeks to dispel. Anyway, we wish the band well, don't we, Ian? Now, come on in. What's tonight's show all about? Well, funnily enough, fellas, tonight's show is all about names. Qualities in from Jakarta. I got to the airport only to find that Colm Radio Finance Department had cancelled my ticket to Stansted, where I was going to record this stuff in, U- in the UK at Wivenhoe Residence Expense. So I'm only offering a bare minimum, I'm afraid. I've, I've written no scripts and I'm doing no research. This is Madeleine Street by Jefferson Airplane from their reunion album in 1989, considered by most people to be a dud. I don't know where this Madeline Street is supposed to be, and I'm not going to look it up. Tennessee Williams is mentioned in the lyrics, but I have no idea why.
You're listening to Box 39 here on Cone Radio, 106.6 FM. Sorry, I'm not going to play that. That was the Wheel of Fortune theme music, and uh, we're going to play a kind of Wheel of Fortune game, but I'm not. I can't. I'm not. I'm not. I refuse to have that music going on, gents. I'm just not. It goes on and on in the background, and regardless of the 50 quid bung for product placement that I got from King World Productions, do you know, they can just have it back. Good call, Bill. Right then. Okay, where were we? So uh, there's been a tendency to name roads and streets, hasn't there? In fact, whatever has been built, and it's tendency to name it after famous people. Is that famous or infamous? I'd go for infamous. I mean, you think back to last week's show with dear old Wickham, bioterrorist supreme. He's got roads named after him all over the country. Yes. Uh, Let's get back to the subject in hand, if we can, please. Let's start the wheel spinning and see what happens if it has any sense of history or wisdom. Now, where's it going to stop? (laughs) The wheel has stopped on Hyde Hill. Yes, and uh, Hyde Hill takes its name from Heth, the Saxon word for haven or harbour to which it leads. It was called New Heth to distinguish it from Old Heth, or in modern terms, Old Heath. Well, let's spin it again. Are you ready? It's even going to work properly this time. Okay, it stopped on Bernard Brett House. (laughs) Come on, hang on. I thought this was a road name thing. Uh, it's a will of fortune. You have to work with it, Ian. Don't complain with it. <laughs> work with it. Okay. Uh, Bernard Brett was a pioneer for the rights of disabled people and those with limited access to housing. He was born in Ireland, uh, was disabled as a result of cerebral palsy from birth, but Bernard was lucky enough to have a family that persevered with his education and development. And though he was confined to a wheelchair and unable to speak, Bernard travelled to London to meetings even before there were the still less than perfect disabled facilities that we now have at our stations and on our trains. His only option at that time being to travel in the guards van. Sounds like a very determined individual. Absolutely. No voice, but communicating using a letterboard. I mean, that really is perseverance and commitment. Well, so for those of you who don't know, uh, Bernard Brett House, it's, uh, I think it's 19 Roman building with shared bathrooms. Staff are available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and it houses teenagers who become homeless. Tenancies can last for up to two years, giving these young people a step into the rental property ladder while teaching them about the life skills they need. Was that another one of your product placements then, Bill? 30 quid. That, uh, <laughs> well, it might be time to spin again. Here we go. That one stopped on Lincoln Way. That can be found on the Riverside Estates of the north of East Hill. So what is it named after? I'll hazard a guess at uh, the city of Lincoln. (laughs) Very good, Mike. Um, All the roads on the estate uh, are named after cathedral cities. What you might not know is that the part of the road is much older and was an extension of Land Lane, which was so called because it led to Riverside Fields, known in the Middle Ages as Castle Fields. Well, there you go, Mr Lawrence. Every day is a school day. too right. Let's spin the wheel again. Ball Alley. Yeah, so-called because of Colchester's association with John Ball and the Peasants' Revolt. That, Mike, is absolute rubbish. It's called Ball Alley because it's the route to the Bowls Club. Oh, really? Uh... I'm ignoring Ian's uh, comment there and carrying on. John Ball was born in Peldon. He trained as a priest in York, moving to Norwich and then back to Colchester. The county, the country was exhausted by the Black Death and crippling taxes as a result of years of war. The overworked and overtaxed population was nearly halved by disease. He is said to have gained considerable fame as a roving preacher, with no link to the church by preaching about social equality. He delivered radical sermons in just about every town and village in Essex. And uh, they used to say in bars up and down the land, the peasants would say, they seek him here, they seek him there, they seek him absolutely everywhere, Mike. That's right. And uh, he was at St James's Church in Colchester, actually, but they, uh, uh, after because he was so radical about the, um, about the tax, he was um, banned from the church, so he carried on the sermons outside, 
And from there, he then moved on and brought, brought him in conflict with uh, Simon of Sudbury, Archbishop of Canterbury. And he was thrown into prison, excommunicated, and it was forbidden for anyone to hear him preach. Interesting, because it's not a sense you can turn off, is it? But I'm assuming that was the end of that. Not at all. Ball's sermons in English became more and more inflammatory, and eventually he was arrested in Coventry. He was hanged, drawn and quartered at St Albans in, pre- in the presence of King Richard II. His head was stuck on a pike on London Bridge, and the quarters of his body were displayed at four different towns. Well, if it is the case it was named after him, it sounds like he should have had a major road named after him, not an alley. I mean, an advocate of social justice in the 14th century, I mean, to me, that strikes me as being something of a good fella. Yeah, and also you've got to, you know, being in Coventry or being hung, drawn and quartered, it's a difficult choice there. Anyway, let's hear for the next spin. This one is Barrack Street. Now, I think that was named after the military barracks that were built here uh, just before the Napoleonic War, during the start of the Napoleonic War. Before that, the road was part of Magdalen, or is that actually Magdalen Street? Correct, and that was a quick one. Yes, it was. Not every road needs sort of deep historical explanation. So let's spin again. Here we go. Give it a big push. Now, it looks like Atherton Road, but actually it's Alderton Road. Yeah, to be found behind Waitrose. Uh, named after one, Catherine Buchanan Alderton, who was a Liberal Party politician and suffragist. She was the first woman to be elected as Mayor of Colchester. She also stood as a candidate for Parliament in Edinburgh in 1922 and in Hull in 1929. Her mission being the improvement of labour conditions for the working class and especially women. Alderton became a Justice of the Peace here in Colchester, served as a magistrate, was elected to the local council, became mayor in 1923. Colchester historians have noted that this made her the most significant woman in the history of Colchester since Boudicca. Mike, what did Boudicca do? Uh, Boudicca led uh, the sacking of... Oh, dear. Boudicca led (laughs) the sacking of Roman Colchester. Yeah. Let me spell that for you. Go on. C... Charlie, uh, A for <laughs> Apple, M-U-L-O-D-U-N-U-M. Camulodinum. Yeah, put it all together. Well, said, get I mean, right. So, uh, <clears throat> what happened in 1928, Ian? Um, Alderton shifted her interests uh, in local government from Colchester to the Essex County Council, being the first woman to be elected to that body, serving as an elected member and then as an alderman. She was also the first woman on the committee of the Essex County Hospital in Colchester. Yeah, and for all that effort, she only got an MBE. Very empire. (laughs) What do you mean, very empire? I'm sure if she'd been a he, there would have been a bigger prize. Yeah, I think you're right. But let's move on. Let's move on. Give it a spin, Mike. Your turn. Okay. All right. This one is Greenstead Road. All right. Now, I have been told that Greenstead Road, good authority, it means the green place and first recorded about 950, which uh, is quite a while ago, making it one of the oldest surviving place names in Colchester. Next one, Ian, you have a go. Okay, here we go. This one is Magdalene Street. Pronounced Magdalene until the late 1700s. The street was named after St. Mary Magdalene Leper Hospital and Church, which were built there on the junction with Brook Street in the early 1100s. It was previously known as Heth Hythe Street. I see you're reaching for the wheel again, Bill. Your arm tired yet? No, no, it's (laughs) far too strong. Here we go. Uh, this one is Culver Street. East or West? I'm enjoying this. Culver Street, <laughs> or Lane, as it was in the 14th century. A culver was an old word for a dove or pigeon, and the street was probably really? named after a dovecote that stood there in the Middle Ages. Well, I like that. What a nice, sensible answer, Mike. Because of that, you can have another spin. Go on. All right. I'll, um, I'll, I'll make a sensible... His arm is tired. Here you go. No, no, it's not. Now this, I think this is pronounced Wellesley Road, is that right? Ian? Well, I always say Wellesley. Okay. But I'm thickened from the north, so... Well, uh, okay, now this was named after Arthur Wellesley? Yeah, had a highly successful military career. Twice Prime Minister of the UK. Born in Dublin. Yeah. Uh, you sure about that? Absolutely. Uh, who is he? 
Well, I think I think I just get the name to my, I, think, I think he was called Arthur Wellesley, best known for an epic trip around Iberia. Yeah, use the phrase "just because you're born in a barn doesn't make you a horse." When he was renouncing his Irishness. Yeah, always top, uh, always in the top twenty of the greatest Britons, sort of if, whenever they do that on Channel Five, you know. Yeah, okay. Come on, fellas, tell me. When Napoleon was exiled to Elba, he was made a duke. Yeah, and he has footwear named after him. Lord Brooks? <laughs> Lord Dr. Martens? <laughs> with Blakey's? No, he was the Duke of Wellington. Oh. Right, one more. Uh, go on, Mike. Have a really, give it a really good push this time. Right, here we go. Oof. this musical engine from Jakarta as Dave Purdy in all his wisdom has decided to prevent me on this occasion from flying to the UK to do it there. This is another street name this time it's Mornington Crescent it's also the name of a tube station and a quiz on Radio 4. Here as you will have realised it is the name of a song as well. Presumably the song is about Mornington Crescent but I've no idea why. I can't be bothered to look at the lyrics, to be honest. It seems to be sung by some foreigners. There is an accent, and they don't sing it very well, something that is often tolerated on continental Europe. Belgians, maybe. They sound a bit Belgian. Listening to Box 39 here on Cone Radio, 106.6 FM. Some Alta Vista residents are teaming up to fight Sarasota City Hall. They've been told their street name has to change from Novus Place to Novus Street. City says Novus Place is an incorrect designation and it needs to change. Neighbors say changing it now would cost them money, time, and plenty of aggravation. But the city says it never should have been called Place in the first place. It's actually platted as a street. Um, the property appraiser's office notes it as a street. Our city map notes it as a street. Our city code notes it as a street. So how did it first get call the place then? I don't have any idea. Why, why do we have to go through all these problems? Because of somebody down in City Hall. Coming up at five, find out what the residents plan to do to keep their addresses. Hello, and I hope you're enjoying the show. You're listening to Box 39 on Colm Radio 106.6 FM. Yeah, when we hear words, we make an instant judgment about whether something is better than something else. Would you rather sit on a sofa or a settee? Live in an apartment or a flat? Use a serviette or a napkin? 
Do you get the idea? Yeah, I guess so. so. Yeah, I'm yeah, there. So. I'm with you, Mike. Okay, so Come if on. I say road or street, can you make a judgment about an area without knowing it? Uh, no. No, no can't uh, do that. Hopeless. Okay, Avenue? Dead posh. Posh. Yeah. Yeah. Boulevard? That's definitely very, posh. Very, very French posh, word Mike. sounds American, but yeah, posh. No yeah, posh. well, that's too easy. Close? Ooh, I'm not sure about that. That's middle class, Mike. Tricky. Middle class. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, how about uh, cul-de-sac? That's a dead end. Oh, d- no, that's dead <laughs> posh. Dead posh. Oh, dead yeah. posh. <laughs> yeah, a drive. Oh, now that's uh, got to be posh. Definitely, I'd agree with you there, Ian, that is, yeah. Okay, this could be a tricky one, a lane. I'd say that one's a bit, mm. bit, bit difficult, because it could r- be right mucky. That's it? rural. Yeah. That's rural, Mike. Oh, okay. Definitely rural. Dirty, dirty lane. But you're, you're just making judgments again. <laughs> Does a bit of dirt make something less classy? No, no, it might not. Well, it might. Way, way. How about way? Uh, which way? Which way are we going? No, I would Border, say that's yeah, bordering uh, on the posh. Do you think, Bill? Uh, you well, we could be living on a footpath, couldn't you? Pennine way, Pedders yeah. way, Bridge way. Yeah, uh, Ickneyald way. That's what uh, I'm doing at the weekend. Yeah, I, I thought I'd get a reference <laughs> into one of my walks. Showing off again. Okay, Mr. <laughs> Great Outdoors. What about Ali? Oh, definitely no, not posh. No. I'm sure there's some lovely nice alleys. Yeah, well, I've been, uh, I've seen some nice alleys. Something alongside an alley is a passage. Uh, that would go well, on. It's a, it's a bit risque, isn't it? <laughs> passage sure, is like born for on ton- I am on sure there uh, are some very nice passages as well. Uh, okay, how about terrace? No, that's not posh at all. What about if I said can terrace? I, can I stop you there? Because <laughs> there are some really posh terraces here in Colchester. We've got Lexton Terrace. We've got Sovereign Ooh. Terrace. Co three three. We've Newsy yeah. Triangle. Oh, did I say that? Yeah. Now, so, they are posh terraces. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're, we're, uh, <laughs> cops, enough. Well, this is enough, isn't it? I mean, you, oh, about Crescent. You've, just so, you've been so quick. You threw uh, me there. Walk, walk. Walk and gardens. Yeah, park. Uh, cops. Yeah. I think that might Why be enough. Why do you keep on going on about cops? <laughs> what would be on robbers next? Enough, what about enough, Grove? Enough, enough, enough. What about Grove or Parade oh, okay. or yeah. Walk? Right. Well, my... We've had over ten. Uh, <laughs> I think you, you want more. Do you want me to stop now? Yes, yeah. please. Yeah. Okay, I will. Thank you very much. back from a fascinating and I must say no expense spared fact-finding mission to the Galapagos Islands thanks to the generosity of the good citizens of Wivenhill. Now to more pedestrian matters and I mean that quite literally for I have long been exercised by the name of the street where fate has decreed that I should live. The destination for many a weary Ocado employee and the object of sniggering disbelief when ordering my headed note cards Being neither male nor the eldest, I was denied the family estate and fortune, and that, dear listener, has led me to 13A Slag Bottom. That's two Gs, by the way, for it was apparently named after an illustrious Victorian local councillor named Reginald Slag, who, judging by the bottom, also had some enemies. It's not even as though there's an 11, 13 or 15 Slag Bottom. I live in splendid isolation as the Germans must also have had something against dear Reginald and wiped out the rest of the street in the Colchester air raid. Well, I decided to try and get it changed. Most avenues, excuse the pun, were not open to me. Not a world-famous celebrity. I don't have any neighbours to start a petition. I'm not a developer who can call new roads more or less what they want. I found no historical associations which would eclipse Reginald's claim to my street, but a couple of happy hours in the Colchester Library gave me exactly what I was after. I invited the councillor who had signed off my recent commissions round for a friendly G&T to, I think the word is, lobby him to support a name change. When he discovered, as I had, that the illustrious Reginald Slag, after moving to Manchester, ran a string of brothels and was convicted of bigamy, ending his days in the less-than-salubrious Strangeways prison, he needed no further persuasion that Slag Bottom must go. But what to call it now? After the third fairly strong TNT and some amuse bouche, plus a gentle reminder of exactly how much had been lavished on my recent expeditions, which for some reason he'd wanted me to keep quiet about. Joy of joys, we were in harmonious agreement. So, dear listener, all future correspondence may be addressed to me at Tardy Acres, Venetia Grove.
Oh, and the answer to the question that you sent me all that way to find out is no. The leatherback turtle found off the Essex coast just before Christmas was not from the Galapagos Islands. And this week, we welcome Mike Harwood to the black chair. Are you sitting comfortably, sir? Oh, not really. My wife runs a knotted something rotten. Well, would you like to sort yourself out first, then? Yes, I will. Go on, then. (laughs) That's much better. Then we shall begin. Mike, your specialist subject this evening is the name of Colchester Schools. Are you ready? I am indeed. I'm much more comfortable now. Uh, I'm glad to hear that. Which school is named after someone who, as a young man, served as a soldier in the Netherlands and in the Bishop's Wars, when he commanded a troop of horses in the army of King Charles I? Then, in 1639, he was knighted, and at the outbreak of the Civil War, he naturally took the king's side and was wounded at the Battle of Powick Bridge, the first cavalry engagement. A school in Colchester is named after him. That would be Charles Lucas. So it's Charles Lucas Arts College. Correct. The next one. She was an empress of the Roman Empire and mother of Emperor Constantine the Great. She ranks as an important figure in the history of Christianity and of the world due to her influence on her son. No problem, I know this one. The Eastern Orthodox Church, the Oriental Orthodox Churches, the Roman Catholic Church and the Anglican Communion. Hope you're impressed by that. They Very all revere. So. They, they, they revere her as a saint, you know. She's St. Helena and it's St. Helena School in the Sheepen Road. Correct, and uh, very well done, sir. Thank so, you. your next question. After founding 12 communities of monks at uh, Subiaco in Italy, he travelled to Monte Cassino, where he established a monastery. There he wrote The Rule, a simple set of guidelines for how the life of a monk should be lived. Far too easy. That book became one of the most influential works in all of Western Christendom. It did indeed. So that's St. Benedict's Catholic College. It is. So, that's three out of three. Excellent. He was an English barrister and judge who served as Lord Chancellor of England from 1533 to 1544. He was a member of Cardinal Wolsey's household. On the fall of the latter in 1529, he was made Speaker of the House of Commons, and so he presided over the Reformation Parliament, which abolished the papal jurisdiction. We're lucky. I'm really keen on all this religious stuff. This time we're talking about the Thomas Lord Audley School. That's correct, yes. Thomas Lord Orley School and Language College. Yes, there is a language college too, that's right. Okay, last one. He was an English clergyman, author and historian. He wrote The History and Antiquities of Colchester, published in 1748. And he also wrote The History and Antiquities of the County of Essex, published in two volumes between 1763 and 1768. Which school is named after him? That's Philip Morant School and College. Well done, Mike. That's five out of five. So I wonder, gentlemen, if uh, St Helena, the mother of Emperor Constantine the Great, does she have any idea way back then that one day she'd be the one and only token historical woman on a Colm Radio quiz? It's not our fault. I blame the schools myself. It is what it is. It is what it is. Rather like your wife fronts, Mike. In Penny Lane, there is a barber showing photographs mm-hmm. of every head. He's had the pleasure to know And all the people that come and go Stop and say hello On the corner is a banker with a motor car The little children laugh at him behind his back And the banker never wears a mag in a pouring rain 
strange Penny Lane is in my ears and in my eyes Wet beneath the blue suburban skies I sit and meanwhile In Penny Lane there is a fireman with an old horse And in his pocket is a portrait of the Queen He likes to keep his fire engine clean it's a clean machine. Penny Lane is in my ears and in my eyes. If you don't like the sound quality of my voice, take it up with Cone Radio Finance Department, who refused to pay for my plane ticket to the UK. It's austerity gone too far, if you ask me. So I am phoning my musical engines in this week. This is yet again the name of a road, in this case, Penny Lane. I've saved money by not using the Beatles version of it, which would be more expensive. And I have chosen a group with only singers, and no instruments, also cheaper. This is revenge austerity. As for the meaning of Penny Lane, you can look it up on the internet. I could have done it for you, but I am not going to. Penny Lane is in my ears and in my eyes. There beneath the blue suburban You're listening to Box 39 here on Kong Radio 106.6 FM. Bam, bam. What is the world's most popular place name? Well, that honor goes to the name San Jose, with there being no fewer than 1,716 places that have been dubbed San Jose. San Jose, California is the most populated San Jose on our planet. It doesn't stop there. It's not just a new world where the name San Jose is used as a place name. The name is present in Spain too, and has even reached as far as the Philippines. So what is the meaning of this name? I get the impression that all these San Jose's are named for the same reason, at least for similar reasons. San Jose, California was founded on November 29, 1777 and was the first civilian settlement in California. It was founded by the Spanish and its full official name at this time was El Pueblo de San Jose de Guadalupe, which eventually however it was shortened to just San Jose. San Jose is the Spanish spelling of St. Joseph and St. Joseph was of course the husband of the Virgin Mary and in turn the foster father of Jesus. Most of the countries with a place called San Jose in them are Spanish speaking. So all I can do now is wonder why this name was so popular with the Spanish when they were naming new places. Well, simply put, religion. In this case, Catholicism specifically. The Spanish Empire was strongly Catholic, so in turn named many of their settlements in correlation to their religion. Joseph is seen as an important figure to Catholics, as he was entrusted by God to look after Jesus. He was also seen as a figure to represent hardworking people. Why was it St. Joseph they were all drawn to when it came to naming new places? Well, it wasn't just St. Joseph the Spanish named places after. In fact, if we look at a list of the world's most popular place names, the top 5 most popular place names in the world, from 5 to 1, are San Pedro, Santa Loza, Santa Maria, San Antonio, and of course San Jose at number 1. All 5 of the 5 most popular place names in the world are Spanish spellings of the names of Catholic saints, and even beyond the top 5 place names, Spanish names and the names of saints are rife in the list of the world's most popular place names. Okay, so we've done Spanish place names. Let's move on to some Welsh place names. An area I am dreading, may I say, Mr. Lawrence. Now, uh, one could say as English speakers, these are some infamous Welsh place names, couldn't we, really? 
Exactly. And to do this, we are going to have yeah, to call come on, Mike. On Wonder Mike. Come oh, on, Mike. No. It's all up to you. Not sure I like the sound of this. Right. So I am going to hand you a card on which is written the name of a Welsh village. Uh, what, here we what? go. A Welsh place <laughs> names? Oh, no. Now, everyone knows these, Mike. Are you ready, Mike? Uh, um, I suppose so. So here is the first card. Thank you. Now, take a look at the name on that card. As you can see, it is spelt C-R-W-M-Y-W-Y-T-Y-M-T-Y-W. Y-C-H. How do you pronounce that, Mike? Okay, I'll have a go. That would be Crim Tim Tim Witch. Having expected, Mike. Um, okay. Is that how to pronounce it? Crim <laughs> Tim. Then, and then what's that word? Y-W-Y. Go on, Mike. How do you say that? Why? <laughs> Should we just forget this? Uh, come on, Mike. Okay. Again? <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> Don't ask me. Oh, this right. is you trying to ambush Mike, Mike, uh, Ian, not me. Well, How do is. you think it's pronounced? Go on, Ian, you, you try it. Well, I think it's Crim Tim Team Witch. Oh, oh, no, it's wrong. Oh, oh. Oh. Come on, Mike. How do, you okay. pro- How do you pronounce it? Come on, have a go. On this card? Yeah, it's, it's spelled L A. L-L-A-N. Oh, that's the second card. There's no wonder I'm confused. Land <laughs> I'm looking on the wrong side. <laughs> well, we're off again. Right. Do we give him another one? Oh, no, I'll have another go. Land Fafpool Green Girl. Blimey, O'Reilly. <laughs> yeah, this is, right, uh, this is worth my licence fee just for this. Come on. Yeah. If only it was covering it. <laughs> God, I've got no idea what's going on. I don't well, think I really need to know either. Here's another one for you, Mike. Well, right, here's another one. Okay. Try this one. Begins with, like, looks like William. Starts with a word that looks like William. William. Yeah. William Blue with go, 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 go. Is that go, go, go? Yeah, go, 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 go. Oh, dear, oh, dear, I can't see what I'm doing. I have... Uh, Mike. Uh, underestimate uh, me. <laughs> underestimate me at your peril. Well, you kudos, too. Mike. I have more cards here, but you know what? Let's not bother. <laughs> if you wish to complain about this item, please send an email to studio at colmradio.net. Well, uh, just, uh, how about that one at the bottom? <laughs> <laughs> no, so, can we just move on to something else? Firstly, uh, before you give up the will to breathe, <laughs> and I have to call an ambulance, can we have some music, please, Mr Lawrence? OK. Oh, I didn't have to say Colchester. So I was lost Go count the cars Before you go To the Holland Road With your heart like a stone You spared no time in lashing out And I knew your pain And the effect of my shame But you cut me down Cut me down And I will not tell The thoughts of hell That carried me home From the Holland Road With my heart like a stone I put up no fight your callous mind and from your corner you rose to cut me down you cut me down courtesy of code radio finance department i am unable to record this musicology in the uk and i'm having to phone it through from jakarta this is a song called holland road yet another street name, by Mumford and Sons. I hope that using Mumford's children to help him record the song will have saved some money. Ha ha. So, you've had Madeleine Street, Mornington Crescent, Penny Lane, and now Holland Road. Make of it what you will. Holland is what some people call, incorrectly I should say, the Netherlands. In fact, North Holland and South Holland are provinces of the Netherlands. Don't get me wrong, I haven't looked it up. I just remember it from the previous edition of Box 39. 
This is Pamela Ennis from the North Point Apartments on Pearl Street, which leads directly to the north end of Tacoma, and Point Defiance on the Puget Sound, nearly 35 miles south and west of Sister City, Seattle, in the state of Washington, in the Pacific Northwest of the United States of America. Point Defiance is the wagging finger of land on the northernmost point of the peninsula of Tacoma, named for the great mountain Tahoma, which raises 14,411 feet. On a clear day, locals understand the greeting, the mountain is out, as synonymous as to enjoy your day. For everyone knows that frequent and familiar clouds will all too soon hide the great mountain from view for a time. Before it became a state, the territory was called Columbia, named for the Columbia River. When it was granted statehood, the name was changed to Washington, supposedly so people wouldn't confuse it with the District of Columbia nearly 2,700 miles distance east, and which confusion is made regardless. The naming of the Americas, or America, occurred shortly after Christopher Columbus's voyage to the Western Hemisphere in 1492. It is generally accepted that the name derives from Amerigo Vespucci, the Italian explorer and cartographer who explored the new continent on the following years. On September 9th, 1776, the Continental Congress formally declared the name of the new nation to be the United States of America. Ed, what's the name of this uh, radio program that I've been making? I don't know. Bill's Big Bag of Onions. Bill's Big Bag of Onions. Are you sure? Yes. Onions. Big Bag of Onions. It was the Onions. Big Bag of Onions. how to pronounce place names in London in the Cockney estuary kind of way. These are familiar ways of pronouncing those place names in London by the people from London who speak with Cockney or estuary accents. So let's start with places with ham. Originally ham meant farm. Tottenham, Streatham, Peckham, Sydenham, Fulham, Lewisham, Ballam. Ham becomes hum. We have places that end in den or don and originally the meaning was valley. We don't say Camden, we say Camden, Croydon, Hendon, Wimbledon. Moving on, let's look at how we say places with the word ton as the last syllable. Originally that ton meant estate, which is like a big farm. Paddington, Euston, Clapton, Dalston, Haggerston, Hoxton, Stoke Newington, Islington, Brixton. So the ton becomes ton. Next thing is something called TH fronting in Cockney English, not in all estuary speakers. Southwark, South London, North London, Blackheath, Heathrow, Bethnal Green. We've also got something called the dark L in the Cockney accent, which is where the L sound gets closer to a W. So here's some examples. Millwall, Forest Hill, Russell Square, Crystal Palace. Next, we have the place names with glottal sounds. Some people describe it as an absence of sound. So we've got Tootin, Waterloo, Clapham, Gatwick, Streatham. 
that okay I think we're going a bit more cockney there because when I'm saying it in the glotto I'm forcing it a bit and last but not least we have H dropping acne ivory eye barnet amstidif ephro Adrian and uh, also we'd just like to say thank you to Pamela who spoke to us before then and we'd like to take this moment Pamela to congratulate you and Angelo for your wonderful announcement all the way from America that's got to Colm Radio Tales and in fact we've cracked open a great bottle of crack fizz for you here in uh, Colm Radio Tales so congratulations Pamela and Angelo. Wait a minute, what do you mean, crap fizz? You build Wivenhoe Residence for a £300 bottle of Armand de Brignard. I've been doing some research on the names of public houses. I've assembled a list of the most common pub names in the UK. Let's see if you can guess which ones are in the top ten on this list. Just to check the validity of this quiz, is it simply based on how many pubs there are with that name? Yes, exactly. I'll give you the name of uh, the one at the top of the list, just so you get the idea. There are 384 pubs called the Red Lion. That makes it number one on the list. How many top ten pubs can you guess? I'll go the Oddy. No. <laughs> what are you like? What are you like? <laughs> How many quid did the Oddy bung you to mention their name? I, I'm actually signed an NDA on that. Can't disclose <laughs> oh, that, I'm afraid. Don't no. believe it, don't believe it. Enough no. of this product placement. Top ten pub names, please. White Lion. That's number 31. Prince of Wales. Number 19. Um, is it Rosencrown? Rosencrown. Uh, no, 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 that's, that's number eight. Yeah. Well done. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I'm, well I'm good at these. Yeah. Okay. Uh, King's Head. Number 14. The Crown. Well done. That's number two. <laughs> okay, I'm going to try a risky one here. The Anchor. Uh, that's number 49, I'm afraid. My list only goes down to 50. Well, so what's number 50 then? The Angel. Okay. Uh, my Hare and Hounds. That's number 30. Hang on, hang on. Let's have a think about this. Top ten pub names. You've got three of them already. The Red Lion, the Crown and the Rosen Crown. I think you'll find that somebody said the White Lion, but let's not get pernickety. We'll see. Um, OK, where are we? So, well, how about the about White it. Hart? White Hart, that's number four. Ooh. In fact, there are 225 pubs called the White Hart. OK, yeah. agricultural yeah. area, the plough. Oh, that's number six. You're doing well. Okay, the White Lion. That's still number 31 on the list, Bill. <laughs> oh, sorry. I've got to sneak that past a second time. You're, try, you're trying hard, you're trying hard. I'll give you that. The Golden Lion is number 42. Okay, then, uh, the Black Lion. Oh, three down, uh, 39. What is this? Oh, it was royal, wasn't it? Significance of the line answered my own question. How yeah. about the white swan? We'll go for another royal link. Oh, that's number 33. Come on, lads. So you say white swan's 33. How about just the swan? Ah, Yes, well done. That's number five on the list. Duke yeah. of York. 36, Bill. Bill, Bill, while well, you're Googling it, don't, uh, don't Google no, it. No, no, no. Come no. on, Bill, that isn't fair. You no, are I'm just checking, I'm just checking my email. More like you're checking your trousers. It's not oh. fair, you're cheating. <laughs> don't use Google. Uh, He's Googling it, I can he see. Is. it's shocking. It's cheating again. No. It's always cheating. No, I'm just checking my messages. Um, I'm checking my Instagram as well and all those yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's a reflection of him doing it on the back of my phone. I can see that in the mirror in the ceiling as well. Yeah. Gentlemen, stop. I finished checking my email. Uh, so where were we? Uh, uh, just a wild guess, Mike. Royal Oak, number three. Uh, oh, Royal Oak. Royal Oak is in the top ten. Uh, the bell exactly. is bell number seven. Yeah, exactly. Uh, or, or somewhere near number seven. You googled it. You are cheating. I did. No, I didn't. I, I can not. see the reflection no of your computer screen on that glistening, <sighs> sweaty, guilty forehead no, of yours. No, it's just, clearly Google search. No, I'm in the senior presenter's chair. <sighs> I've just got the senior presenter's knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Put your crown on. Yeah. Uh, Nothing uh, else. Number nine is the Queen's Head. Number ten, Railway Tavern. It's a, what a contrast to your early shots, which are all wrong. And you must have been googling it. It's an easy way out. Well, how do you know all these things? Well, because I actually visited all these pubs, not in one day, to prepare for this. So there. 
Are you all right there, Mike? You're looking a bit highly strung. Obviously wore the wrong... Oh, they've gone again. Obviously wore the wrong <laughs> pair today. Hey, Mike, sort it out. Come on, come on then. Asbestos will always loom large in this community, whether it's on the town sign or not. This giant crater, now deserted, once gave this town life, money, and a name, Asbestos Quebec. But what was once billed as a magic mineral is now a dirty word, so town council is looking for a new name. When you identify yourself are coming from asbestos, people are sad. You know, for us, and they, and sometimes they say, well, uh, do, you, do you have asbestos on you? Do you have any problem with asbestos? Local companies shy away from even using the address. Because they don't want to have the name of asbestos on their box. But it's not as easy as swapping the signs. Around town, memories of the mine and its good-paying jobs are everywhere. For some who earn their living there, it's a legacy to be proud of. At the local arena, many younger residents say a name change is inevitable, but it won't change where they come from. No, I'm from Asbestos. <laughs> yeah, it's going to stay like that. I think, I think everyone from here is still going to name the place Asbestos. The town will take suggestions for a name over the next six months. Then it will settle on something new. You're listening to Box 39 with Bill Lawrence, Newark Nuvia, and Lastly, here on Colon Radio. I don't know. You're very fortunate listening out there to Box 39. You haven't had your retinas burnt with the sight of Mike adjusting his wife fronts. But uh, anyway, we are talking about names. Uh, that's what our show is about. So, Mike, tell us about, uh, about asbestos. Well, that may be an unfortunate name. Uh, I'd like to go a bit more local, Colchester, um, in the name of a road. Colchester has a, a road called Stalin Road. And uh, in uh, 2009, there was a vote of the uh, residents and they overwhelmingly didn't want to change it. And uh, when I looked up the origin, it was named after the three leaders after the Second World War. It'll be Churchill, Truman and Stalin. And it's stayed the same ever since. Yeah, fantastic. I've got one for you, Bill. How does Via Urban, Urbanis Romane translate? Uh, well, I've got a Latin and O level, you know that, don't you? Yeah, well, it should help you then. Ria Romani, and I'm just remembering, I was very, very good at Latin, uh, better than I was at pub names. Via Romanis, that means um, I came, I saw, I conquered, is that right? I think it actually roughly translates as the northern approaches. Ah, uh, I know that was the alternative meaning. <laughs> <laughs> and it's unique, you know, in Great Britain, because it is the only road in the country of that name, which actually isn't that surprising, I guess. And it's 2.724 metres long. There you oh. go. That's that one. Don't Have you measured it? Not personally. I haven't even walked it. I've driven up it hundreds of times. And it's interesting you say the only road uh, of that uh, sort needed, uh, that one in the in the whole of um, the UK, the whole of the UK, mm. because um, the the Oddy is the only Oddy in the whole of the UK. Wow. Yeah. Two true. solitary entities in the whole of Colchester. Right. Anyway, what about yeah. place names? Come on, place names. Stevenage, Crawley, Hamel Hempstead, Harlow, Hatfield, Basildon, Bracknell, Milton Keynes. What have they all got in common? 
Uh, you've been there? I've been to some of them. You've been there? What else have they got in common? Um, no, I, I, I can't think of anything, Mike. Are they uh, old towns, are they? Uh, well, not as old as you, Mike. Uh, I fed you that line. Go on. <laughs> they must be new then. They were Are they eight, new? eight of 27 new towns built after World War II. <laughs> and they were used for people moving away from London. So, but anyway, another question. Why weren't Letchworth or Welling Garden City on the list? Uh, I know that. It's because It's they because are... we did a programme on Box 39 about them. Yeah, they're Cast garden... your mind back. Are they garden cities? They are indeed, yeah. Dating uh, back to uh, World War One and yeah. before, in the case of Letchworth. Can I have a turn? Yeah, go on, have a turn. So what do these countries' names have in common? These countries, are you ready? Uh, and I'll give you some dates. Czechoslovakia, that's 1993. The USSR, where we went back in, 1991. East Germany, 1990. North Yemen, South Yemen, 1990, South Vietnam, and Z- South Vietnam, 1976, Sikkim, 1975, United Arab Republic, 1961. There we are. There's a list. Um, what are they all going common? I'm not sure about this, but I think they no longer exist. That's absolutely right. right, Mike. You're absolutely right. Thank you very much. Yeah. Do you know why do we call Paris Paris? Or we don't, do we? Surely we should call it Paris, because that's what the French call it. Why do we call it Paris? Why do they call London Londra? This is where they get the laundry done? I don't know. (laughs) It's a bit of a dad one, that, wasn't it? But we call... We we call Berlin Berlin, exactly as the Germans say. Yeah, we do. And uh, I've got one. Why were the French uh, not happy about uh, the uh, original Eurostar station in London being called Waterloo? I wonder why. Oh, is that somebody at the Eurovision Song Contest? Yeah. Yeah, don't like ABBA? Uh, come on, lads, you could do better than that. Is it to do with Arthur Wellesley? <laughs> <laughs> Arthur Wellesley and the Battle of Waterloo. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. That's a famous one. Look, look. Yeah. Look, 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 gentlemen, what a show. What a show this has been. Do you know, the physical space of our community is just teeming with names and labels, many of which I think we become numb to through familiarity. But, you know, if we stopped and thought about it, if we really thought about it, the names of our highways and our buildings, our public spaces and our geographical features, they bring to life a jigsaw puzzle of landscape, archaeology, social history and fleeting references to the biographies of the ostensibly great and good. Whatever the uneven nature of this particular prism through which we have seen the past, these names are like, they're like historical and cultural notes tattooed, yes, tattooed, onto the skin of our community. Indeed, onto every single inch of the community's skin, like an indelible reminder of the rich history of Britain's oldest town and the precious lives that the people have eked out in the spaces it provides us with ever since it was Camulogenum. Do you know, Bill, that is just wonderful. Probably the best summary of any uh, programme theme. So here we are on Brook Street in Wivenhoe, which of course refers to our beloved River Cone as a brook. And that's a mistake. But Wivenhoe comes from the Saxon word hoe, meaning a ridge of land belonging to Wiffer, which juts out into the river near where the present Old Ferry Road is. However, we have been unable to work out how Old Ferry got its name. It's a mystery. Sorry about that. Be seeing you. Be seeing you. Be seeing you. But you don't.